Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a bonus episode. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Jared is good. Might do these weekly, we shall see, but let's call them best seat in the house. Why not? If you're if you're streaming, it's gonna be your couch or your, your recliner. It could be wherever you prefer to sit in the theater, uh, which we will get to in a second. But yeah, we're gonna lead off with, you know, talking about the where we like to sit in the theater and then also, we will also add uh, something that we have seen recently that is you know, off the beaten path or doesn't quite fit the coming attractions approach to the show that we do. Something that we maybe talked about in passing previously, but never came back to it. So Bruce, you can kind of give some context here with the uh, best seat in the house topic. I once tried to figure out because everybody would ask me, where do you sit? Where do you sit? You know, I want to sit where you sit or I'll sit next to you, which never you want to do. Never sit next to me. I do not want you next to me. And I don't want you looking over my shoulder. And I don't want you saying, write this down. This is a good thing. So I don't want you next to me. But I did a survey of all of our places around town that would possibly be the best seat and where you found it. And it wasn't necessarily where you think. Like if you go to a concert, this is just a little little something or other, go near where the sound booth is because the sound guy is mixing the sound so that he can hear it so it sounds great. Same way with a theater. If you're if you're seeing a musical or a play or something, you want to sit near that sound booth as much as possible because that's where the best sound is being mixed. But in a movie theater, I always look for the optimum way to get out. I want to be able to get out right away. So I always pick an aisle. I do not sit in the middle at all because I don't want to have to try and get around people. And if I have an aisle, I can scoot out real quickly. And the sound should be pretty good there. Plus which the screens are maneuvered in a way that you are going to see just as well as if you were right plumb up in the middle of the middle of the whole thing. So I always pick an aisle. And it gets me out of there faster if I want to get out faster. If I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie, I don't have to get over people. And I can always make a mess and then still be able to pick everything up and know that I where I was sitting. So I like I like an aisle seat, probably back as much as I can without hitting the wall, because the people who sit in the back row are doing things that are not meant for a movie. So don't sit in the last row and the trench coat uh, brigade back there. That is exactly what's back there. I will say, so I, me being the uh, artistic, you know, bon vivant that I am, and, you know, a huge uh, proponent of, of the cinema of, of Harmony Corinne, I went and saw Spring Breakers, uh, the, the first screening on, uh, it was like a nice spring day. I was like, I want to get out, go for a walk, like, you know, you know, kind of cut out of work a little early. And, and I went and saw Spring Breakers and in the theater, it was me in the middle and then, one guy down in the bottom left-hand corner, then one guy in the top right-hand corner. And uh, yeah, that was a, uh, it was a good movie. I'll say that, but whatever those guys were up to, I, I, I can't speak to that. 
Have you ever had it where though you're like the only one and then somebody comes in and they sit really close to you? You think, come on, move over somewhere. You have the opportunity, do it. I was here first. It's like a Seinfeld episode, like the buffer seat, you know, kind of. Right. Yeah. Where do you like to sit then? Where is your seat? I like to sit not super close, but I try to get close enough to where the screen fills as much of my vision as possible and dead center. No, no distractions, right? You know, as close as I can get without having to crane my neck. Do you like being on the raised area or do you like being on the lower area? I like being on the raised area. The, the theaters here that I go to most often, the AMCs, there is a, a front row of, of that raised area where, so you've got the leg room and, and actually it's, you know, the, the, the metal bar, you know, so right. you kind of like, you know, put your feet up. Yeah. Those are the, the ones that I, I like the most. You're Nicole Kidman, right? Yeah. Okay. Jared, where do you like to sit? Uh, I am also, uh, well, once, uh, like Chris, I would obsess over um, getting like the perfect middle seat where I would like, you know, if I was ordering a ticket online, I would count the number of rows and I'd count the number of seats and find the exact middle seat uh, of the entire theater, which, you know, sometimes works if it's not a completely crowded uh, showing, but when it's a full screening, that that idea I started to realize is terrible and just miserable for trying to get up at all. And so now a lot of times I uh, sit back, but uh, not all the way back because I don't want to hang uh, with the perverts in the back uh, either, like uh, Chris is saying. Uh, and I, But I, I do sit near the back and usually uh, on the aisle so I can get up and uh, leave if I have to. And if for any reason whatsoever I have to... Uh, check my phone for something, you know, maybe the movie's boring me terribly. I can, you know, put it low next to my seat so I don't uh, bug anybody with it. So yeah, back in the, on the aisle. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Yes. A trend, kids, I've noticed is that people are bringing in blankets. It's cold, man. Yeah. Yep. But do you need a blanket? Couldn't you just wear pants? I, I, I'm to the point now where if I'm going to a theater and I'm in a t-shirt and shorts. I know that it's going to be on the line, edging towards discomfort for the most part. It's just that cold. I, I'm not a- You bring a blanket? I've never brought a blanket, but I have you know, seen a, num like, a number of people walking into a theater with blankets and I'm not going to hold that against them. Not that you are. I'm not trying to you know, put any kind of no, I am. You know, shaming. <laughs> are, they, are they not getting seats in the back row so they need a blanket in the third row? Is that the deal? That's what I wonder. But I, I just think it's kind of strange because just put a coat on or wear long pants. It should be all right. But that was a new trend I'd noticed recently is a lot of blankets are coming in. So Bruce, what is uh what is something that you've seen recently or you know that you that you want to recommend or you know something that we've you know covered in the past but didn't didn't well, I'm gonna go way to. far back. Okay. Please watching the offer made me want to see the Godfather again. And watching The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two, which you can find just about anywhere now if you look for it, how incredibly made those films are. I mean, it's they're not just good films. They stand the test of time. And you think with some of these things, boy, that's dated. Or that thing, that really won some awards. But these hold up. It could have been made last week. And so Godfather and Godfather Part Two. Look at them again. If you haven't seen them in a while, if you haven't watched, watch the offer too. It's a nice little package deal. You get to see how they made it and the trouble they had. And then what turned out from that. 
awfully good. Awfully good. Jared? Uh, yeah, I'll, um, I'll throw one out that I've uh, thrown out before, but it uh, is uh, timely because uh, yesterday the, uh, we had the news that uh, beloved uh, character actor, one of the all-time great character actors, still a bigger hole, died at uh, age 90, um, I think. And um, I, I mentioned this before, I think on our episode where we talked about some of our favorite movies that deal in conspiracy theories in one way or another, it's a movie that Phil Baker Hall was in in the 80s, uh, Robert Altman movie, which we've talked about Robert Altman plenty on the show, and it's called Secret Honor. And um, Bruce talked about uh, the Leo Grand movie earlier being a two-hander. This is a one-hander where the only character in the entire movie for 90 minutes is Philip Baker Hall playing a drunken, paranoid, just crazed and craven uh, Richard Nixon after he's already left office, recording what he thinks are his memoirs while he's waving a bottle of scotch and a gun around. And it's one of the stormiest performances I think I've ever seen in a movie. And even when thinking about, you know, like Daniel Day-Lewis as Lincoln or, you know, Frank Langella as Nixon or Anthony Hopkins as Nixon or, you know, going all the way back to Henry Fonda as Lincoln as well. Um, Philip Baker Hall playing Nixon in the movie Secret Honor is the best I've ever seen anyone portray a U.S. president. And I don't even know that it's particularly close. So uh, as a tribute to one of the all-time great character actors, if you've never seen that movie, it's on YouTube. You can just watch it for free. A Secret Honor is definitely worth your time. I can second that. Fantastic film. So I'm going to definitely move uh, forward in time a fair amount to a a film that I I just discovered. It's from 2020. Uh, It's called Golden Arm. It's directed by uh, Maureen Barusha. I believe I'm saying that Maureen Baruca, Maureen Barucha. And it is a kind of a, like a gender swapped version of over the top, but that's not quite doing it uh, a service, I guess. It's, you know, women competing in arm wrestling, but it is loaded entirely with that person. Whenever you're watching a movie or a TV show and somebody shows up in the background and you're like, oh, that person, I get it. Like, yeah, that person right there, this is going to be a good thing. Like there is no real big name attached to this film, but it is entirely comedy that people. Uh, Aparna Nancharla is in it in a small role. Mary Holland is one of the the main characters as well as uh, Betsy Sidaro. Who's insanely funny. Yes. Betsy Sidaro is incredibly funny. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Betsy Sidaro and Mary Holland are the two leads. And it is, I mean, none of these are, are household names at all. But it's just fantastic. I high high marks to Golden Arm, uh, and I'm recommending it because it's on HBO Max. Golden Arm, 2020, very funny comedy. Seeing this uh, cast and and not even being like familiar with this is just like further proof and kind of bums me out that like comedies really just do not get the same kind of shine anymore because uh, a uh, a movie like a comedy with that kind of cast, even if it's indie people that not everyone knows. That should be something that like gets a lot more love. One of the comparisons that I was making in my head while I was watching it was Balls of Fury. Mm. It's not nearly as as silly as, as Balls of Fury, but you know the thing with Balls of Fury is that you had Christopher Walken on the poster. That's what you know put that over the top. And this is one that's like there isn't any like I mean probably the most recognizable person in this movie is Ron Funches, which is saying something, <laughs> you know. 
Oh, also Kate Flannery. She's in there, but it's, you know, very, very brief. You know, she's not going to carry the, the poster, but yeah, it's great, stupid comedy on HBO. Can I give you one more? Please. I was on the plane uh, going to New York. You know, I saw the list and I thought, you know, I should watch this again. The worst person in the world. It works so well on a plane because it's subtitled and you don't have to worry about the sound being kind of wonky. And so you just read it and watch it. And if you're on a plane, it's, I think it's on Delta now this month. I didn't realize that. I mean, it still has all the stuff in it, but it was really fun to watch that because I didn't have to listen too carefully since I had seen it before, but I could read the, the uh, subtitles and it made it much better on the plane. Cause most times when you watch a film on the plane, either you have to crank it up so high or they've cut things out of it and it isn't any good but this really worked. And so if you happen to be on a plane and you're looking for one of the ones to watch, it's the perfect amount of time for one flight, if you're going that far, to watch. And it's it's really, you, you think of it in a different light. You really do. And that's actually going to be on Hulu. Uh, that's hitting Hulu uh, this weekend, I believe, the 16th, I want to say. Yeah. And that's one that was shortlisted for well, no, I think it it was nominated. It was nominated for, for best foreign language film. It was best foreign language film, and I want to say best original screenplay. Or I, I I can't remember what I it, mean, was. Yes. it was. Yes, I think it was. I think yeah. it was. And absolutely fantastic film. If you like your your coming of age films, really biting and not not bitter, but just very. I mean, it's a very complicated character study and sticks the landing a hundred percent. So. Yeah, and there's also this really fantastic uh, dream sequence type thing that happens in the middle that is totally out of place for the rest of the film, but is just really well executed. Maybe think of uh, like Vin uh, Vanilla Sky. There we go. That's there we go. Yeah, so that's the that's the first episode of Best Seat in the House, which may or may not continue to be called Best Seat in the House. <laughs> well, so, it might be Best Concession to Get. Yeah, we'll do that one next. We'll do that one next. Best concession to get. We're going to have to clear an entire afternoon so Jared can tell us all about the uh, the specific balance he likes from his freestyle sodas. I go diet cream soda, man. That's my current go-to at the freestyle machine. Uh-oh. You're cheating on that, that cherry one that you liked? Cherry Coke Zero, yes. It's all about, you know, the balance. It's got to be organic, the way that you're moving in and out of that you're imbibing. Jared's the one there that you're going, hey, you're holding up the line. Make a yeah. choice, right? Yeah, always. We'll get into a lot more detail on that next week. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. And um, thank you all for listening. Tell your friends. Yeah. There we are. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Golden arm, Jared. All for you, man. No, I'm, I'm on that one. I am on that one. It's remarkable that they got all of those comedians that are kind of the same level of like indie cred, but everyone is definitely in the same movie. Like no one is in a different comedy. Anyway, next week we'll talk about uh, Elvis. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.